And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everybody? Um, I'm here with Grace McManus, Councillor Grace McManus, and we have a, uh, a special episode today. If you can look at the ticker tape at the bottom of the video, we are looking at, uh, we're going to focus on a very specific issue, which is a very big issue. And the reason we're going to focus on it is because Grace has produced a position paper, um, and it's called Housing in Bray. And there is a tagline that says, leave no one behind, which is on the second page. Um, so for me, if it's something worth talking about and worth, I mean, the document itself um, is very significant and there's some really interesting stuff in there, but I felt it's worth a conversation. And um, so delighted that you're giving your time for a conversation, Grace. And I appreciate, as always, being invited to be part of the chat with you. So my, f my first question, I'm going to go straight out there and say, why a position paper? Um, because social issues, right, are complex. And it, what, what is so hard and challenging is that you could Google the latest statistics on something and then the next week they're different. So there, I can't, it's not a definitive position paper it is a uh, summer of 2020 where was housing in bray and what needed to change in the way that we do things to make things a bit better um so that's why it, that was and, and actually when i started writing it i actually started writing it in may and it had changed so much by september that i had to redo it again um and i'm actually thinking now maybe i need to do it every uh, year around the same time to look at uh, to compare what's changed and what hasn't um right but so like people would know and and see that councillors do press releases they mm. sometimes do videos motions in the council chambers um but a position paper is not something that is often produced by by a councillor and i know that you would give recognition to your party as well and, and that you drew some of the support to put it together but um so so and, and i also know that you have motions sitting there in the county council relating to this issue so you know when you think so again like a position paper because so like let's not forget when you, when people say what's your job yes it is press releases and it's videos and it's politics and it's rhetoric and it's blah 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 but for me the core block has to be analyzing what is going on in society and producing pol so policy and for people who don't know what policy is policy is just the way that you do things so a policy in your house could be that you buy milk every second day <laughs> i know that sounds stupid but that's the plan to make sure that there's always milk in your fridge so that's if if politicians are not doing that core that's the piece of work that we should be doing anyway even if nobody's watching and without that then we're what journalists or we're um observers or we're commentators or we're you know so um Bystanders. Guess, yeah, yeah and 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 so i i think doing this type of work gives us gives us substance within which then to do the rest of the stuff okay so right. tell us then about the architecture of this position paper so again in people's mind they're imagining 
a position paper? Is that like 90 pages? Is that like a thesis? Is that like a doctorate? Is that so yes, I'm sure. and when you're when you're thinking about it, like when you were putting it together, did you decide, you know, when you know, did you decide the architecture in advance or did that evolve as you were looking at where to focus or what was emerging um as you know amongst all the issues that were presenting? Yeah, so I had no idea that it was even going to be a paper. What happened was basically a lot of people ring, as you know, for ring us for help. And most of the time it's that they're on the housing assistance payment, which means that they're being given some money to go off and find accommodation in the private rental sector. And they're saying, I cannot find anything. So I was, uh, it was during lockdown and I was like, hold on. I was like, I'm actually going to literally put myself in this person's shoes, go on daft and imagine I'm them. What, how much money would I have? And I looked up the HAP limit and the HAP rate. And I was like, right, so this is my imaginary money that I have now for a month. What can I find? And I couldn't find anything. So I was like, that's interesting. I'm going to now do that every couple of days for all of July and see and record how many properties are available. Um, and from there, it, so the, it's only seven pages. And um, it, I've tried to make it as accessible as possible. And it's a collection of information about homelessness and housing in Bray. So there's some stats there about homelessness in the county. Um, and then the next part is about if you're trying to rent in the county um, and it has that table from all of July and what was available in Bray or not. There's um, a little bit of information there about the average rental prices there is a little bit of information about the trends year on year. So we're seeing around 3% increase year on year, I think, um, give or take. So are things projected to get better or worse? It's looking like they're going to get worse. Um, and then I even looked at, so then I was, and then another, so I'm also still uh, uh, in my late 20s and so are my friends. And some of them are very frustrated that unless they're in a couple, um, they're not ever going to own a property. So I was like, right, if I'm going to try to get a mortgage, on the average wage, what mortgage would I get? And then I'll have a look at the average house prices. Could I afford them? Absolutely not. So it, it was it was kind of um, basic enough mathematics, but that's uh, that's how it kind of ended up. I just kept exploring the different parts of housing and homelessness and mm. put it together. So it's like a, essentially you're scanning across, you know, the society of Bray, and I, I guess like contrasting. The lived reality of you as a as a young person for whom housing will be an issue in your future um and those for whom it's a very acute issue um at the moment and and i i know that the first the first section is about homelessness and there's mm. kind of two areas that i think are interesting like and and again when we when people present to us in one way or another with their scenario it's it's really interesting how we get familiar with processes, um, and when you when you really crunch the numbers, there's a there's a cohort of people for whom the, the homeless issue is very real, but there's a huge number of people who don't get to see into that world and don't have a sense of what that's like. Um, so for me, it was quite stark when you described again, if you put some if you, if you put yourself in the shoes of someone in Bray who needs to present as homeless on Monday morning. Tell us what they must do. Yeah, so um, the, if, if you are, let's say your landlord says you have a week, get out, right? So you have one week. Well, now that wouldn't be technically like, legal. well, depending on your circumstance, but let's say that's the scenario. So you're like, right, I need to tell someone quickly that I'm going to be homeless. So you have to go to Wicklow County Council Buildings, which is in Wicklow Town. 
and say, I am at risk of homelessness. So when we share the every month, the homeless figures, sometimes it's people presenting at risk of homeless rather than already being on the streets as such. But I was like, okay, I'm, I am so lucky I have a car and I drive. If I didn't, how would I get there? And like, I was so stressed out trying to figure it out because I was like, is it the one tree tree bus? And where does that go from? And what stop? And where do I walk to? And then what, what stop is closest to the Wicklow County Kendall buildings? Like what's that road called again? And the two pieces of, let me make sure I get my data right. But I think it was, yeah, the train ticket is if I, so I was imagining if I had a child as well with me, because many people do, um, it's nine euro to get the train down. And then it was 11.55 for the bus. So I'm like, if I'm like scraping the pennies at risk of homelessness, don't, maybe I don't like, don't forget, I was Googling on my computer how to get there. If maybe you have your phone data or whatever, but if you're like at the edge of like a really vulnerable financial situation to try even present as homeless is a challenge is what I found out. Um, and that's why one of the, so the, one of the first uh, proposals in the paper, so the paper has five solutions as such, uh, changes the way that we do things. And one of them is that you can present in Bray council buildings instead as homeless so you wouldn't have to spend that money on the bus or the stress of trying to get there at a certain time and the data confirms that that would be that there is a need absolutely there would be a need yeah. because even if, if you think that you have to call down once to present and then you might have to have a call down for a follow-up like that's 18 euro for the train ticket or 22 euro for the bus actually i think the bus is only one way as well so you're talking 40 something euro now i might be mistaken but you're talking like substantial money um to get there now i know the guys do phone as well and that's fine but you know if you're bringing papers or you have to fill out forms and in normal non-covid times um and for me and and the, the amount of people you're talking so in may there were 66 homeless or at risk of homeless presentations and there was 58 children that's in one month so you're talking about a substantial amount of people as well and I was just, I was going to move on to the children piece next. Yeah. <clears throat> and I know it's something that, again, that there's a motion that we have on the council for I don't, nearly a year now at this stage mm -hmm. um, with Low County Council. Um, and, and, and it's something that you bring up every meeting. Um, and, and I'm wondering then to, to what degree, so for you, the, this, this issue doesn't fall off your agenda. And I know it's not the only thing on your agenda. Um, so how is it then that you can process or reconcile the, do you look at the system and that it, uh, it whatever that means, it, this system is failing you know, these children and that's why there isn't an emotive dimension to it or, or is it more than that? Because I, because I know your motion, well, tell us, tell us what your motion is. We've yeah, about the, the, the motion is is that Wicklow County Council keep child homelessness as an agenda item every month month until there is no um, homeless children in the county, and the the reason is is that I cannot give my I cannot focus on like so my my brain goes to the the people who are most vulnerable or most at risk, and I know that the other stuff and you're right there is other stuff in my agenda like paths, bins, transport, all of those things, and that's fine and that's good and that's grand. But we can't. There's 58 children who presented in May at risk of homelessness. Never mind if they're already in B&Bs, although there were 17 uh, in May who were in bed and breakfast, 17 children. So, like, that is and, – and, and I think it happens in the media where we see the pictures of children, say, that, that uh, eating their food outside or, you know – 
and that gets us but then we move on but we need to we need to be we need to keep it on the agenda for all of us if we're going to change the way things do. now do we think I, I don't think that we can solve the homeless crisis in Wicklow County Council at a local level we don't have the power to do that but we do have the power to make things better and we do have the power to campaign we're in a very privileged position where we have access to national politicians much more than the average citizen does. So if I'm, if we are made to talk about child homelessness every month and we're made to look at the figures so they don't get lost in the chief exec's report board, they're all starkly there in front of us. I cannot imagine how that doesn't build momentum then to say this isn't good enough and we won't stand for it. Um, because otherwise it gets lost on page whatever it is, 10 of the report and, and, and it shouldn't be just one person bringing it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and I guess for us then, often we we also have an interpersonal with an individual, and even 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 that, if one person comes out of the maternity hospital and must go into emergency accommodation with a newborn child, then that's enough for it to be on the agenda, as far as I'm concerned. And for every week that they're still in an emergency accommodation that's far far away from their home and their mm -hmm. family support network. Um, it really shows that something's broken and it's it's impossible to justify that month after month with inaction um, or to say oh it's not our week like that's national policy and I think it's so it's interesting that you're saying it's not just national policy that there's a role for both because let's talk about harm reduction because I have no doubt in my mind that any child not any child being subjected to this to homelessness um, is having harm. Now I see parents and we meet parents um, who are also suffering homelessness, but they are protecting their children the best way that they can. And they do amazing things. I don't know how they do it. And so they're reducing the harm all the time, but we also have a role to reduce the harm. So maybe not having to get on the bus and wait four hours then there for the return bus or pay for it is reducing the harm a little bit. Writing to the minister and saying this cannot, we are speaking on behalf of these people and they see us representing them, that reduces the harm on those. So it's not binary. The housing crisis isn't solved or not. There is so much, there's a journey there. And I think that if we don't have a role to play, I'm not interested in being a county councillor because there's nothing for me more important than protecting children like that. And so, so the homeless outreach worker and the child homelessness are, are two of the recommendations. Um, I'm just looking at the document here as well. And you've got a, a really interesting section on affordability. So again, for me, that's kind of, is that an issue for everybody? Well, no, because, but I'd say it's an issue for most. And so one of the things that... So let's talk about the HAP first. I, I, I took, if you were on the housing assistance payment and there's a little bit of discretion there. So let's say you're in the maximum amount of discretion. So tell us what it means to be on the housing assistance payment. So that means that someone is eligible for social housing. They qualify for social housing, but there isn't social housing available to them. And therefore the housing assistance payment gives them the scope to, to enter the private rental market um, yes. to secure housing in the meantime. But, and people think there's a misconception that people think that they're not paying. It's like where people think that you don't pay council or rent, you do. And in HAP as well, what I'm seeing is that people have to pay a top up. So they're not, it's not, it's not adequate in Bray. So the, if you, if you, I was looking at, if you were a single parent with one child, 
and you got the maximum amount of HAP available to you. And then I compared it with that data I talked about earlier from Daft. It's barely affordable. So you're paying on top of that. So if you're if you're if you are on such a low income that you qualify for social housing and yet you still have to cough up top up, who's benefiting from that? Landlords only. And so it, it was uh, uh, one of the, the the third recommendation I had was that we would review the HAP rate. We would ask the department to review the HAP rate for Bray because if it's not working, then we need to look at it. Now, the big caveat is, is that even if we made the HAP rate so high, again, it's still the taxpayer's money going into the, the pocket of private developers. And I don't agree with that. So in, in, the, the fourth ask is that we would write to the department and say, we think that there should be state provided social and affordable housing. Um, so that's the social um, housing side of it, but the affordability on the other side. So let's say you don't qualify for social housing. There's this like golden rule that goes around the internet. That's like rent should be 30% of your income. So I was like, right, if you were in Bray and you took the average rent, how much would you need to be on in order to be only spending 30% of your gross monthly income? And uh, like, you need to be on tell you now uh you need to be on 5376 euro a month um in bray west and 4405 euro in bray east so you're talking 64500 annually or 52800 annually and the latest data we have is from 2016 that the average income for bray is 48 so for most people and you're and again who's more likely to be on like lesser incomes younger people who um haven't built up or aren't high enough in their career and yet they're the people who will probably need to go into the rental sector before they go into the private uh, purchase market so the more people that you have looking for these properties trying to pay more than their 30 percent income then the more the more higher the prices can go because the demand is high and then it's it's a doggy dog world yeah so that's something else that struck me is that the, that you're competing so people who are who qualify for HAP are in a vulnerable housing scenario and they should, by virtue of their circumstances, be entitled to a social house allocation, <clears throat> but there are none. So they qualify, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for HAP. But when they go to the private rental with their HAP um, offer, they're competing with others. And so then, it, like you say, it becomes doggy dog and and where we're it sounds like where you're looking from it like, like it's a it's a it's an issue for both so if you if you have a, a full-time job and you need to move out of your home your your family home and and rent somewhere um you're also it's it's a tough situation to be in or and maybe maybe for some people maybe they don't have a choice maybe they're coming back from they maybe they've emigrated and they're coming back and they mm -hmm. have to find a rental um, and for them to compete with some of the most vulnerable in the in society, and yet both require somewhere to live, um, and there there it it's been a long time since the any local authority has really took a, a kind of very proactive role in providing housing um, for for large groups of people. So our our housing list. Or yeah um, and and we chip away at it each year as a local authority as in i think in the last year there was there was a there's so even if we provide a bunch of social housing in a year as a local authority the 
the new people coming onto the housing list means that we're really just taking a tiny little chip out of that number. And um, so it requires a substantial change of, of operational an operational change, but also if there isn't either people can, are going to get somehow richer and be able to enter the private market comfortably or, or local authorities or national government empower local authorities to build public housing and, and make it affordable. And that's a really interesting word you've used, like public housing rather than, than social, because there is like the, so even if we cleared the social housing list right now, so there's no one waiting for social house, there is still a huge cohort of people in my generation and people I went to school with who still would not be able to rent. And so, and they would certainly wouldn't be able to buy. And so it, let's say, okay, I don't think that it's, I don't, when we say housing is a human right, it's important to say that doesn't mean home ownership is a human right. Some people will be able to afford their own homes, some won't. But what we, what people deserve is not this scarcity. They deserve security and um, a place to call home. So first of all, people say, so let's say, let's imagine this world where we've cleared the social housing list. Now what's left? Well, most people unless, I mean, you've inherited a lot of money or you're on a very, very good wage, you're not looking to buy at the, the average, to the median house price for Bray to buy in 2020 June was 365,000 euro. Mm -hmm. So to get a mortgage on your own, you'd need to be on, now this is ballpark, but you need to be on around 93,000 euro. Um, that's if you manage to save a deposit of 36,000 euro. So, so it's not happening. So then more people that can't afford to buy homes are, then they're in the rental and again the competition rises as you say um and so the solution is the government providing public homes where i could say not be on a social housing list but rent at an affordable price and be secure and not know that my landlord's going to kick me out in a month's time um and that and that and that is what we're kind of looking for we're looking for people to have a, a secure place to call home not necessarily own their home but have a secure place to call home um, one of the things that it, it makes me wonder as I read it, um, is there, does this, is there a risk that this, the dynamic of how um, housing is provided and who is eligible to get a, like social housing or be supported in their housing, does, is there a risk that that causes fracture in the social fabric because somebody might think that, well, if I don't qualify and, and this person does qualify, that's not fair. I don't have a home either, or I don't have a, a house. Um, and and is that how does that impact then on the social fabric in within the community? Because because Bray is a small small area. That's oh, that's a hard question because it's true, and it's even the same. We get it with you know um, people who come to live in Ireland from other countries as well. Like why do they get the? And this is imaginary idea that somehow somebody has cheated the system somewhere and got something they don't deserve. Like I have never seen it. I've never seen people like skip a queue or get something that they don't need or require. And you know, I've never seen someone say, "Oh, I'm after getting another house." You know, I'm, I'm, ha ha ha. Like it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's like starving people, and someone throws a scrap of bread in the middle, and we're all just boom, like to try and grab it. Of course, that's not a healthy way to, to, run a society, and that's the problem with scarcity. But the but, and this is the big. This is why I wanted to put it in a paper, because the story of each page is that it's 
whether you're at risk of homelessness and I do think you're more vulnerable if you're at risk of homeless than if you at least have a bedroom but we're at every page there is struggle and there is a, a core desire of somewhere safe that I can set up my life from and so if we're all connected by that people there's no one going i want a five bedroom house for myself only and that's what i deserve okay a man, a man cave and a cinema yeah. room <laughs> and an escalate no that's that's my own dream but a slide instead of stairs but 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 it, the only way i think that the the in, in, my, in my activist hat the more fragmented we are and the more we compete with each other the less we are focused on the change that we want. We actually have every person on each page of this paper is connected by their desire for something for themselves and their families. So let's unite on that. Like if all five of these motions passed, I think things would be better for each person right up to people who want to buy a home. So then like, why not support them all? Things will only get better the, the, the more that we're looked after. Does that make sense? Or is that a bit wishy-washy? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's spot on. And it, like, the last question then I would ask is, you know, in, in, as we, if we look at the world and the challenges that we face um, as a globe. Um, so sometimes we, we have, we are asked to have this global perspective and then mm. sometimes we kind of zoom in and we, you know, that, and there is a connection between how we build community um, and how that serves um, global issues. And does, in terms of housing, is it should it just be normal and acceptable that you may have to leave your community and go far away in order to secure um, a house or a roof over your head, whether it be rental or, or purchase? Or should we be aiming to try and support our communities to flourish within the scope and the boundaries of what's possible? Um, like, unless we're going to... So, like, okay, the Sustainable Development Goals like housing is in there so we're we've all signed up to them so are we going like this is the this is the time for the global for, for whoever in the conversation to decide is housing a luxury or is housing a necessity and if we're going to decide that it's a necessity and that then we, like okay you can the base level needs to be provided then where you are like okay if you want to move to let's say your job would pay you seven times more in like Australia and then you could live in a mansion there that's your choice grand do that but you shouldn't have to to get the basics leave um and un and and unless we're going to have a stateless like borderless one government for the entire world I like we can't uh, like it's I, I don't it's it's I always imagine imagine the world started again and we're all on an island like what's the things you would what's the first thing you would do you would build a shelter and gather some food so why is that not the same principle now? Let's gather, let's 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 build a shelter for the people who are here on this island and gather the food. Uh, it's 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 not you know and it's that's it. I know that sounds simplistic, but that is it. Like that's a really yeah that, that, that's that's a catchphrase. I think worth finishing the conversation on. Build the shelter, gather the food, and I think you know a, a sustainable a sustainable future really does need to go back to basics in some way because we could spend 10 years and millions and millions of euro building roads to facilitate people's journey out of our county to go and work so that they can spend more time in work than they do in the home 
that costs so much to maintain or we could build shelters and gather the food we're gonna get slagged over that aren't we oh, pretty good but i will say if people want to read it to message me i haven't figured out yet where to have it live online where people can download it so i've just been taking people's email and, and emailing it on um and it's not too intimidating and if you want to compliment the design work i did it myself and i'm very proud of it um but i you know i want it to be a live document and i want people to debate with it, even in just a conversation starter because it's it's not a, a policy sounds boring but protest and change is, is much more exciting and this is hopefully a tool for that yeah and i think i think it's it's a nice invitation that you that you give to people that if if they want a copy of it do reach out it doesn't matter what your persuasion is in terms of politics if you like these are I guess position papers are also um, invitations to dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. And I know you sent it to your colleagues in, in the Bray Municipal District Council as well. And that again shows a sense of, again, a collective responsibility, but also opening up conversations about where we stand. And if we can take collective stances on this stuff, which we often do in the council, then that also is, strengthens how we represent the people of the town again who are who have needs so thanks for the chat looking forward to the next position paper thanks for having me on